sorry. That was a lot of fun to dance. That was nice. You did like a whole interpretive dance about Twin Peaks just then. It felt very special just then us dancing together to uh, to our very nice uh, Twin Peaks we intro We became music. one with the peaks. Were you a tree as well in your I mind? Was. Yeah, were of you? They, of course. Of course. Well, I didn't know if you were something else other than a tree. I was I was a tree the whole time, so <laughs> Oh my god. You've been a tree this whole time. <laughs> Eric, welcome back to my home to record our our podcast. It's been a little bit of a it's time, been right? A while. Do we know how long it's been? It's, like for listeners? Um probably more than a fortnight, right? A while. Yeah, yeah. it's been more than a fortnight. Have you kept track of it? Because... No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, I can look it up. Well, uh, friends, here, you mind if I do the intro then? Yes, yeah. please do. Uh, friends, you guys are listening to Twin Peaks, a podcast where two librarian geeks talk about the TV show Twin Peaks once every other couple of weeks. You got the name of our podcast wrong. <laughs> Welcome to St. Peaks, y'all. God, it has been a while. Oh my goodness. What did I say, Twin Peaks? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, the last time they heard us was on May 12th. Oh. That well, was a while ago. But... We should mention that we've changed the way we're recording the podcast. Yes. It is, you guys aren't that excited about it, but maybe you are. <laughs> the behind the scenes editing part of it has gotten much easier. We uh, got the scientists working on it. We got Dr. Jacoby working on it, and he told us <laughs> it was a sexual problem. So once we solve that. all problems are. <laughs> every problem, especially IT problems, are always <laughs> sexual problems. Um, so we were able to fix that, and now we should, in theory, be able to get back on a fortnightly basis? Maybe? Yes, yeah. Maybe. We'll what, see how it goes. What have I told you, Tess, is that by the time we're done recording this, I promise to have this posted by sometime this week, girl. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, snap. Uh, my name's Eric. I'm watching the show, Twin Peaks, as we're doing this podcast. So I'm a new fan. Um, as we do each episode of this cast, we cover another episode of Twin Peaks, and that is brand new to me. And Tess, you are... I really like the TV show Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. I've watched it several times. It's my favorite TV show. And I told Eric that he has to make a podcast with me yeah. about this show. Eric. Yes. Are you ready for some updates? I do. Did we have a song last time? You did a jingle, so, and I expect you to come up with another jingle. Well, I was going to say, since I did the jingle last time, did you want to do the jingle? If you want to pass, I can do it. I like when you do the jingle, okay. so why don't you come up with a jingle real quick for the updates? <coughs> updates. Oh. That was good. I like that. It's like someone had stomach issues. Updates. <laughs> 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 All right. Our first update is uh, during our last podcast, we talked about um, Brett and I's old lady crushes. Yes. And I couldn't remember the name of one of our old lady crushes, but I remembered that she was in the movie Hannibal, okay. which I'm holding in my hands right now because we own a copy of the movie Hannibal. And that actress's name is Julianne Moore. Is... Okay, Julianne That's, Moore. Julianne Moore is one of Brett's old lady crushes. And by the way, I'm using the word old, which could be... An offensive term to some people. And I just want you to know that we're like reclaiming the word old. We don't mean it in a mean way. We are, um, we are, <laughs> we are appreciating the beauty 
of people who happen to be 50 or over. I think that sounds good. Yeah. That's all it is. Anyways, that was her name. Now, speaking of people who are 50 and older, mm-hmm. you asked me how old Polly Shore is. <laughs> you know what's so funny? It's been so long since we recorded <laughs> that I don't know any of these. How old is Polly Shore as of today? Polly Shore is 51 years old. So I could have an old man crush on you Polly sure Shore can. if I want to. You also asked me what Polly Shore is up to lately. He has a podcast. Um, How are we going to compete against that? uh, Well, I listened to an episode of it. And it's an interesting podcast in which Polly Shore rants about things. Um, Some are like, I don't know, maybe a little racist. Uh (laughs) Some are... Maybe a little, like, depressing. Like, he would really like to act in movies, but he doesn't get roles very often. And he, in the late, the one that I was listening to, he was talking about how he'd like to be a father, but he doesn't have a girlfriend. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, it kind of made me sad. I said <laughs> a this, bit. like, a lot as a joke, but maybe this is, we need to get him on the cast, maybe. <laughs> you know, and tell him, like, probably sure. Well, sure, you've changed people's lives, maybe. We love you. Yeah, we do. You're we do worthy love of you, love. Polly Shore. Yeah, Polly Shore. Let's just send some like kind thoughts to Polly Shore right now. Tess, I'm so happy. Okay, let's all listen and think. Let's just think some kind thoughts to Polly Shore. There we go. That was good. That I was really nice. Yeah. I really podcasts are so funny because I mean we've got like two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like like remember Tom Green? Yes, I you do. wouldn't. But, who do you think has a podcast? Tom Green. Tom Green. Yeah, like podcasts <laughs> is like where you go when you're like, well, I can start a podcast. Yeah. Sure, you know. Yeah, when you have something to say, someone might want to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I just really quick, as part of our update section, want to plug this book that I read. Okay. I'm holding it in my hands for you, sir. It's called Pines. It's by Blake Crouch. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a, a, a thriller, mystery, suspense novel about a federal agent who goes to a mysterious town where there are a lot of pine trees and everything is not as it seems. And it reminded me a lot of Twin Peaks. So I think our listeners might like the book Pines by and Blake Crouch. The book Pines is based on the TV show called Wayward Pines, Actually, right? the TV show is based on the book Pines. Oh, it was book first. Yes. Oh, I didn't know it's that. It's actually a series of books. Oh. There's like three of them, I think. Um, I just read the first one, uh, and I, I, I actually I destroyed the book. This was this was a library book, and I put it in my bag with a leaky water bottle, and I destroyed Listen, a library. Listeners, book. I am shaking my head at her. <sighs> As you should. Be. I will keep you safe from the librarian legionnaires. <laughs> Thank you. Thank the you, sir. Librarianaires. Um, we do have to, uh, there's been a, a sad thing that happened in the Twin Peaks community. Oh. Unfortunately, Miss Peggy Lipton passed away. Um, she played Norma on the <sighs> TV show Twin Peaks. So let's, uh, let's send some kind thoughts to Peggy Lipton's family and to, um, to her daughter and her family and, and hope that she's doing well wherever she is. There we go. Yeah. Um, now we have emails. Okay. Are you ready for these you emails? You had told me that I'm going to enjoy these emails. I think you, you are going to. The first email. You also told me that 
they're not one of them is from Polly Shore. <laughs> no, but we did hear from Guy Dudeman. <laughs> yes, the Dudeman. Yes. Guy Dudeman emailed us to say, just finished listening to the latest episode. Great as usual. Just for the record, I am neither Polly Shore <laughs> nor Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi plays the metal dude oh. trapped in the paper mache pond. He is the brother and director of Sam Raimi, who directs the who directed the original Spider-Man trilogy and Evil Dead movies. Which Ted Raimi, I don't know, have you ever watched Ash vs. Evil Dead? A long time ago. Ted Raimi. Oh, wait, is that the newer one? Yes. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen that then. Yeah, yeah, he's on it. And I I hadn't, like, put two and two together until Guy Dudeman pointed it out to me. He said, I can also tell you that Polly Shore made a number of very low budget movies well after his Hollywood career ended. I've only seen one, and while I won't say it was good, I will say it was amusing and surprisingly sentimental. Guy Dudeman is a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This also brought to mind, I've seen a movie with Polly Shore um, that was made well after his Hollywood career, and it was called Polly Shore is Dead, in which Polly Shore (laughs) fakes his own death. Polly Shore plays himself, and he fakes his own death to see, like, what like comedy luminaries would say about him if they thought he was dead. Wow. <laughs> it's a, it was it was amusing and surprisingly sentimental also. So maybe that's his new thing. Like if he thing. did die, that's what they put on the tombstone. <laughs> he was amusing and surprisingly sentimental. Um he he wants to know if you are ready for Firewalk with me. <laughs> Firewalk um, with me the movie is is a dark movie and he says I haven't heard all the same team y'all cast, but I've learned enough to know that he cries at Disney movies and Marvel movies. <laughs> I, I was actually talking about to my wife earlier, uh, uh, my wife Amanda, about me crying. And oh, we, yeah? we watch a show called uh, One Every Minute, I think. One Born Every Minute. Okay. It's, it's a reality show set in the UK where it follows women that are pregnant and them giving oh, birth. okay. And anyway, there's a guy... I cry every time. There was, well, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, every time I see these babies born, and my Freya, my daughter's too, not a baby anymore, but she's my baby, and she sees that baby, and she's saying, like, new baby. Like, she sees the baby, and then I see the dad, and I see the mom, and I, you know, um, I'm an emotional man, so maybe I would. In fact, um, I haven't posted it yet, but if you happen to listen to Same Team Y'all, our, uh, let's think, episode, I think it was 48, our most recent one, I think that was the most I ever cried in an episode. You that was a, a lot. That was yeah. a lot of crying, and that's that was okay. A cathartic episode. Yeah, for you. sometimes it feels good. But uh, uh, to answer your question, guy, maybe I'm not prepared. <laughs> maybe you're not. Um, our next email is from Alex. Alex wrote us a very long email, so I'm just going to read segments of it out we, loud to you. Have we received one from Alex before? No, this is a new person. Oh, welcome to the crew, Alex. Alex, um, Alex, pronouns are they, them. Sounds good. And says, uh, greetings from a fellow Marylander. Oh, Ooh, Alex, nice to see you. Um, like Shelly, I've been meaning to write in for a while, but I haven't gotten around to it. The added incentive of the gift card was, in my opinion, <laughs> a brilliant stroke on your guys' part to rouse flakes like myself into action. By the way, Alex is referring to mm-hmm. our win Eric and Tess's secret diaries. Should we play some contest music? Do you have any contest music? <laughs> there we go. Yes. Diaries contest, you will also win an Amazon gift card, and you will also win a same Peaks Y'all button 
and all you have to do is email us. Every email per episode counts towards this amazing prize. Yeah, we, uh, for new listeners, if we happen to have any new ones, uh, Miss Tess has impeccable notes she takes, and we <laughs> refer to them frequently uh, as we keep track of mysteries. You can win. Uh, how many books big is it going to be when we're done? Twilight. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you can win those, that gift card, and a pin. Uh, what's amazing is this contest will end when this podcast ends, and we don't know when that's going to be, right? <laughs> Never. So uh, just, say, just <laughs> when we're skeletons smiling in our graves. Um, so just to uh, participate, just send us an email once per episode of our cast. So, All right. So profesh. Alex says, I discovered your podcast about a month ago and have mainlined the whole backlog in, in roughly the span of a week and a half. It is, excuse me, a damn fine podcast. <laughs> I have listened to I don't know how many Twin Peaks podcasts and this this one is the best. That is so nice. Thank you so much, Alex. I especially appreciate the positive take you have, specifically on the doldrums section of season two. <laughs> when folks either analyze the text as it's presented, or as you do, take a more lighthearted and positive approach to the second half of season two, I tend to find it both more fun and more interesting to listen to. Honestly, I find the second half of season two to be very enjoyable and overall good television. Personally, I really like the Ben Horn Civil War plot, the Pine Weasel, Wyndham Earl, and Little Nicky quite a bit. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is I appreciate hearing reactions that aren't just an endless stream of, God, I hate this. Why are we doing this podcast? God, what were they thinking when they wrote this? I definitely hope that you continue on with the same level of levity and positivity. Season 3 slash The Return is my favorite part of the show by far. Oh my goodness. So hopefully we don't let Alex do. Alex, I am excited to, well, I was excited already to experience Season 3 slash The Return, but now I'm even more excited. Um, Alex does have uh, some constructive criticism for us. Okay. Small criticism, this may be a little late on my part, but as a trans slash non-binary person, I feel compelled to point out that casual jokes about women secretly being men and men secretly being women aren't super friendly to the trans community, even when made with clean and harmless intentions. Similarly, maybe best to avoid getting into deep discussion of trans issues outside of simply voicing support if you are not fully versed on those issues and don't have a trans person on hand to clarify and consult with. I sincerely hope you don't take this point as any kind of personal attack on you or your intentions. You seem like nice folk who are genuinely interested in being good allies and spreading your same team credo among the people. Um, And that's true, Alex. You know what? Yeah. Uh, both you and I have uh, mutual friends who uh, identify as transgender, but even we falter. Uh, we can always improve, and we really appreciate you, Alex, for, for taking the time to write us about that. Well, at the end of the day, like, we're human, right? Yeah. Humans make mistake mistakes, and we don't become better unless someone tells us. So yeah. thank you so much, Alex. Thank you, yeah. Alex. Um, he... <laughs> Alex had something to say about Harry and Josie. That I personally don't think it's ever implied that Harry and Josie's relationship was being kept secret as such. <laughs> I might be wrong, I just don't remember anyone suggesting this. Harry is kind of coy about it, but I think everyone at the station is well aware that whenever he goes on to check on a prowler or whatever outside the Packard Widow's house, 
he's actually checking on the widow herself. My assumption has always been they were just low-key on public displays of affection or public pronouncements out of uh, a sense of propriety and also weren't looking to make, uh, but also weren't making a specific effort to conceal their relationship. And I saw Harry's surprise when Coop figures it out, not a matter of, oh gosh, how did he ferret out this deep, dark secret? But rather, this guy just came to town a day ago, and he was able to uh, ferret out details of my personal life I have not shared with him yet. Um, that's, well, a, that's a sound theory. Well, to be honest, that makes a lot of sense, because my whole thing, why was it a secret? Maybe the answer is it was never really a it secret to begin with. It was a secret. My goodness. You just thought it was. Uh, make note of the first name of Molly Shannon's character. That's little Nikki's caseworker for future reference. Do you remember what that character's name was? No. Did I'll you tell have you. It? I, it's Judy. Okay, Judy. Okay? Alex tells us highlight it. Very important. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's been it's been highlighted. <laughs> Peace and grooviness, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. We also heard from our old friend, Chris Lozenge. <laughs> Chris Lozenge sent us several emails. Hey, Chris Lozenge. Um, the first of the emails he sent us was about um, about Jack Wheeler's sweater. Do you remember that amazing sweater that John Justice Wheeler was wearing in the last episode? I remember us discussing it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, You'll yeah. never forget it. Uh, <laughs> according to Chris... Cast members of Twin Peaks were encouraged to wear their own clothes as on-screen wardrobe. And the most amazing example of this is John Justice Wheeler's sweater. Because both the sweater and the character are delightfully ridiculous. (laughs) Um, He says that he has... uh, There's a Facebook group called The Wool House Boys. um, Specifically founded to celebrate the sweater. Uh, by photoshopping um, the colorful wool onto every other Twin Peaks character and any other thing. He um, he also found, uh, oh, the news of this, these shenanigans reached Billy Zane himself, and Billy Zane tweeted, <gasps> at Wool House Boys, oh. fill me in on the sweater madness just caught up. It belongs to my dad, circa 1952. He'll love this. And uh, here is a picture of Billy wearing his sweater. This is circa 1984. He... Oh, I remember, because I said he looked like Waldo. Yeah. Even though, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, actually, that's a great pose he's got, too. And I'm going to post some of these memes uh, onto uh, our Twitter feed. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow at same team, y'all. And I will post um, some of these great sweater memes. They're amazing. Speaking of at same team, y'all, I was going to mention this when we're reading Alex's emails. If you enjoy like our positivity, we do have another podcast in case you haven't discovered it yet called Same Team, y'all. Uh, where we're not bound by the the, the universe of Twin Peaks, <laughs> we're set uh, uh, loose on the universe that we inhabit currently, um, where we discuss stuff that we love, tales from the library, and life lessons that we've learned. So it's basically, if you've enjoyed that part of this cast, we uh, we carry on uh, in that other podcast. Same team, y'all. If you are interested, so. uh, Chris Lozenge also sent a picture of himself at the 2017 UK Twin Peaks Festival as Rusty Tomaski. <laughs> I'm guessing that was like a prop setup or was that his costume? I don't know. Did he make that? I don't know. <laughs> and then walked around with his head looking 
dead inside the giant pond also, the whole time. is he, does he live in the UK or did he travel to the UK? I think you're going to say, does something? he live in that giant pond? <laughs> 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 is that his home? <laughs> so many mysteries. That is, highlight it. Highlight Maybe it. Maybe he does. Um, he also uh, emailed us with some questions and hopes for us as we uh, go towards the movie okay um, that i'm not prepared for that you're not yeah see this is another person oh, who is concerned man. about whether or not you're prepared oh, for this man. very dark film i'm not mentally prepared yeah. apparently um uh chris lozenge i don't know if we're going to be able to um record a podcast with you because as you pointed out yeah. our our technology is is uh it's not the finest and also we might mispronounce something and that <laughs> That would be disastrous. I guarantee I'll mispronounce something, actually. <laughs> um, oh, and one more update. Um, we also uh, got tweeted at by uh, OK Bob. OK Bob. <laughs> who uh, tweeted, I guess OK Bob is also um, catching up on our old episodes. Wow, that's so nice. Because they, they tweeted us uh, the... Um, the, the <laughs> I don't know if you recall many, many moons ago when we were trying to figure out what little Elvis meant. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> well, yeah. God, we've been doing this for a while, haven't we? Have, we? we have. Well, because we were like, years. we were wondering like why. Well, I think we knew what he meant by little Elvis, we but we were it like, out. why? Yeah, 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 we figured out. He sent me a uh, a whole page about the like cultural significance of the term little Elvis. I'll pass it along to oh, you. Thank you. Um, and uh, thank you, okay, Bob. At Frank Dorigo three for uh, for tweeting at us. Cool, uh, Eric, are yeah. you ready for me to be the log lady? I am ready, log. You look especially log lady ish <laughs> oh, right now. You. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right, let's get let's get into the log Can't lady mood. Get into it. There are clues everywhere, all around us, but the puzzle maker is clever. The clues, although surrounding us, are somehow mistaken for something else. And the something else, the wrong interpretation of the clues, we call our world. Our world is a magical smokescreen. How should we interpret the happy song of the meadowlark or the robust flavor of a wild strawberry? Ooh, wow. <laughs> I figured you would like that one. <laughs> we often, when we're done reading the Log Lady quote, we often ask, how much does it relate to the episode? Yeah. And I don't know, but that was a great, that was a great, like, um, it, quick side note before we get into the episode. Yes. She mentions, how do you interpret the taste of a strawberry? Is that at our library, we did a, a little children's mindfulness program where the, it was young school age kiddos and they would sit and they learned about mindfulness and different mindful practices and they sat and meditated and, and for maybe just like a minute or two. But when they were done, our instructor, Miss Cindy, yeah. asked the kiddos, I probably told you this before, asked the kiddos how that felt like. And one little girl, like that sitting in silence, she said it felt like strawberries. That's what she said. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I thought that was like a very mindful quote. Yeah. From the log lady. <laughs> log Eric. Lady. Are you ready for this? Did you watch this episode? Thank you. Well, you know what, Tess? I should actually ask you. Did you watch this episode? I sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure did watch it. You watched it. I watched it. We are ready to roll. Season two, episode 20, The Path to the Black Lodge. Quick stop. Episode 20. Yeah. 
How close are we to this movie that I'm not mentally prepared for? You are two episodes away. Ooh. Yeah, because we got episode 21, and then episode 22 is the finale, and then you're going to watch this movie. So, <laughs> and then who knows what's going to happen. Maybe that'd be the last episode of the cast. You'll never <laughs> hear. You'll never you. hear. I will mentally be destroyed. The So just uh, in case we do have any new listeners picking up right now, the timeline of the cast is everything that's happened now. We'll watch that movie, yes. right? Then we're going to figure out something to do with the books, right? Yeah. We're still sorting that out. We're at least going to read The Secret History of Twin Peaks. Yeah. We're definitely going to read that. We have uh, we have a, a, a couple copies of the other books, but I don't know if we're going to do yeah. them in order. We can always circle back to them. I, if we if maybe, we decide to plow forward, we can circle back yeah, to them at a later date. I'm really excited about The Return, too, because yes. everyone's been talking about it. But I'm also really excited about awkwardly reading passages <laughs> Of the Secret Diary of Laura Palmer, unless I stare at you and we read just things we do not want to read next to each other. Because in case we have any people aren't familiar, apparently that book gets very saucy. Okay, I'm all ready. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, R.I.P. Polly Shore, dude. He was with us for such a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, he's he, uh, they're getting that pawn out of the <laughs> pagoda, and we learn that that character's name is Rusty Tamaski. He was in a band, mm-hmm. and their van broke down, and someone came out of the woods and offered him some brew. And the rest is. And he was like, wait, you came out of the woods with some brew? I'm coming with you, bro. (laughs) I I like this scene too because it's scary because the guy's dead. It's a dead body. But it's also comical (laughs) because they're trying to move an enormous paper mache pawn out of a pagoda. Uh, So Amanda's not watching the show with me, but every once in a while she'll walk by and see the show and she'll just like shake her head at me like i don't know what is going on right now and this is one of those scenes um although this scene i feel like is kind of surprisingly just like Polly shore himself surprisingly sentimental because it's his friend who is telling the story and yeah. he's real shook up about it mm-hmm. like he can't believe this has happened and he's crying and then andy starts crying <laughs> And then I started crying. No, I didn't cry. But, um, it's yeah, it's actually kind of a like a sweet scene. Andy's just standing behind him, like, crying over his shoulder. Yeah. Like, just, do you think... Do you Andy's think, a very emotional guy. Andy He's just, like you. Is Andy just crying because... Well, highlight that. You got it. <laughs> crying. There it is. Andy crying. We'll return to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the return. Andy crying. <laughs> um, quick prediction, real quick. Yes. The return. Yeah. We will see Andy again. Okay. And he will never cry. Whoa. Zero tears from his face. <laughs> okay. His That's... face will be as dry as the Sahara. <laughs> That's an okay. interesting prediction. Mm-hmm. See if it comes uh, true. Lucy is entering the twin Miss Twin Peaks contest. She's writing her speech about saving the planet. And she pronounces that tomorrow is D-Day. She's choosing a dad for her baby. She's just going to pick the dad for her baby. She's going to choose between Dick or Andy. Um, Andy also gives her some suggestions of, like, what what you could do to save the planet. Like, stop sinking beer cans in Pearl Lake. Yeah, Stop guys. using styrofoam. Knock it off. <laughs> the I, I, This is interesting to me because I feel like 
it's been a while since Dick was a serious contender for the dad, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's done a lot of things that Lucy's found annoying, but maybe well, she still sees... I hear what you're saying, yeah. but um, he also uh, could be biologically the father, oh, which, yeah. which might, you know... And also, didn't doesn't he, like, ha- he has a lot of suits or something like that? So, you know, that's something to consider, too. You know what? I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. He's got a lot of suits. Audrey hasn't returned from that business trip that she was on, and so Jack is leaving. Um, Ben is getting a checkup from Doc Hayward, Mm -hmm. and Doc is saying that he needs to stay away from Eileen, and, um, and they're chatting. And then, so the reason Jack is leaving is because his his business partner has been murdered. Yeah. What? <laughs> I feel like I should highlight that, but I, go ahead and highlight it because that's a clear mystery. Like that mystery's like yelling at me. But excuse me, in Brazil, right? Yeah. Later we hear it's in Brazil. That's it's, what's okay. Okay. It's in Brazil. <laughs> um. The next shot's in the attic of the Hayward home, and Donna is up there. She finds her birth certificate, no father listed. Yeah. And she finds photos of, like, ye olden days when Ben was friends with her her parents. Um, But Deputy Hawk is looking for her. Hawk uh, uh, also intercepts Audrey as she returns Mm -hmm. from her uh, business trip. Um, did you have anything to highlight there? You're looking at me. You got like that highlighted. Yeah, face I on. think I talked about it on a previous episode, but I'll expound upon it. Uh, go ahead and highlight. Um, addict. No, I'm joking. <laughs> there being no daddy. There being no daddy on okay, that birth okay. certificate. All right, you got it. And the attic. Go ahead and highlight the whole attic. Oh, well, I got, he's got something. I got, for there that was something attic. there that just occurred to me just now. Um. Uh, Jack is leaving. Ben is uh, concerned that he's not going to be able to save the rainforest mm. without Jack. Um, Jack leaves a letter for Audrey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Major Briggs <laughs> is analyzing the symbols. Um, uh, Cappy is helping him. Did you notice this character? I was like, where did Cappy come from? I know Do, have we seen Cappy already? They are referring to him as if he is like a well-known character. I believe that we may have seen him at most two times before in this entire <laughs> series. And that is, I, I believe he's a bookhouse boy. And I believe we've seen him like in the background of shots. Oh, like standing somewhere. Yeah. His name's Cappy. Cappy. Like a captain? I guess so. Like, that's on his birth certificate? Or I have it's no a idea. Cappy. It's a mystery. Should it I may... highlight it? <laughs> what is he the cap? The cappy of? <laughs> what is he the <laughs> Local Long John Silvers. <laughs> uh, the, um, I think he, um, <laughs> I don't know. My, my first thought was he made me think of, like, uh, like Poochie from Simpsons. Do you remember Poochie? No. So they watch, you know, Itchy and Scratchy, the cat yeah. and the mouse. And then there's, like, an episode where all of a sudden they just introduced Poochie. <laughs> like, they all knew who Poochie was. Like, guys, this is Poochie. Poochie's this dog that's real cool. And Kathy I was like, doesn't have a speaking part in this episode, but they are, I don't think he does, but they're, they are referring to him like he's someone that we're supposed to know. But to answer your question, no, I don't think you're supposed to know okay. Okay, thank you. For a second, I was like, did I forget the whole Cappy? The whole Cappy. <laughs> the answer, my God, is with Cappy. 
Um, we're talking about Project Blue Book. Yep. And Wyndham Earl became obsessed when they uh, decided instead of focusing on outer space, they were going to focus in on the forests around Twin Peaks. He became mm-hmm. obsessed, uh, and they uh, they show this this like video footage of Wyndham Earl back in his Project Blue Book days, and he's talking about Dugpas, which are evil sorcerers and the source of their power is the black lodge he, he said evil about 30 times in that <laughs> 30 second clip he said it evil like th- evil sorcerers that do evil for evil in evil <laughs> coop is realizing that Wyndham earl has not come to twin mm-hmm. peaks for vengeance after all this has been a ruse what it has to do with is that petroglyph and um and the Lodge and the yeah the black dark the black, lodge. black lodge. I always go back and forth darker black. Uh, highlight. What's the name of those wizards? Dugpuzz. 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 You got it. Thank you. Um, Major Briggs says he's gonna go for a walk in the woods. I gotta go stretch my legs. Yeah. Amanda. So Amanda turned to me at this point when he was like, "I'm gonna go walk in the woods." And Amanda's like, "He's a goner." Because she was like, <laughs> "They're all talking about this scary guy," and now this dude's walking in the woods. She was like, "I know you like him." But he's done for, is yeah. what she said. You know? <laughs> hopefully, I mean, he's not in a great spot, but hopefully he's not done for. Um, because Wyndham Earl is listening in. Your your yep. wise wife, Amanda, mm-hmm. is correct. Mm-hmm. And um, and at this point, Leo steals the remote. Yeah. Because Leo's wearing a shot collar. He steals the remote, which seems like a great idea. Until but you, we'll yeah. find out what He's a little confused later. about what that remote does. Yeah. Um... There's a woman eating pie mm-hmm. at the diner, and she appears to oh, lose oh, control right. of her hands. Mm. And then there's Shelly and Bobby. They're working on their speech. Uh, Bobby seems to be reinterested in Shelly, uh, I guess, ever since he saw Shelly and Gordon Cole together. I thought we moved on. I thought everyone moved on. Remember how excited we were? We, were. we even talked about <laughs> Shelly escaping leo and escaping bobby and you know and and bobby's back yeah but maybe bobby's a changed man he wears suits now so, yeah well actually know. it's bob bob briggs oh right? sorry sorry <laughs> sorry bob i apologize i apologize bob um uh and coop is on the phone for shelly so it looks like coop is uh the 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 sheriff's station is yeah, gathering all yeah. of the girls together uh, oh, we've got Dwayne Milford. Mm-hmm. He informs his wife, Lana, or is it his fiance? It's his fiance, isn't it? That, I'm... yes, his fiance, Lana, that Dick Tremaine is going to be a judge. And he's British or Bahamian or something. He's something. So he'll fall for her gams and she'll win. And she says she'll marry Dwayne Milford if she wins. Quick question, yes. Tess, as a lady. Uh-huh. Are gams boobies? No. <laughs> no? Not. What are gams? No, gams are your legs. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. No. Well, I'm glad you told me this whole time. I thought they were boobs. <laughs> I don't know. Another thing, I want to do a Milford impression because he's got a oh, great voice. Go ahead. But it's going to be really bad. Should okay. I just go for it? Go for it. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> What's That's her name? a Wyndham Earl what? impression right there. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Okay, I'm done. I just, I love the way he talks, but I can't replicate it myself. Add another high quality Twin Peaks impression to the list of uh, services that we provide you, our <sighs> listeners. 
Um, Coop asks those girls if um, they've had contact with any curious strangers. Yes. Can you highlight two things for me that I, I've forgotten? Because I don't like to like cut you off. When no, you're go ahead. Can you highlight um, the widow, Milford? Yes. Yeah, she's still the widow, I guess. She's and then, uh, she's the widow of one Milford and the fiance of another. <laughs> and I should have uh, uh, the hand, the woman with the hand. Got it. I got just so because that scene it happens and it's yes. a, it's a creepy scene it's and then it's just creepy. like by the way here's some kids in a <laughs> and it just kind of happens in such a way that you forget that it, like I've forgotten like I was like what is oh no this woman. What, what is, what's happening? And then all of a sudden... <laughs> then you're like, no, it's just Bob up to his old BS. Maybe. Maybe. Bob up to his old BS, which stands for Bob stuff. <laughs> Bob's up to his Bob stuff again. <laughs> um, Coop is uh, asking the girls if they've had contact with any curious mm-hmm. strangers. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. they have. Yeah. Um, uh, he informs them that they're all in danger, yeah. and he institutes a buddy system. He tells them they shouldn't go out by themselves. I like this too because it's kind of like not dangling like plot threads, but things that have happened that are now kind of like uh, coalescing into a singular thing. Coop is figuring it out. Um, Wyndham Earl is reminiscing about the Dugpas. Mm-hmm. Um, Dugpas. He, he kind of goes on for a while. Dugpas sounds like a Pokemon, doesn't it? <laughs> Guys, I just caught a level ten Dugpa. <laughs> I guess it'd be a dark type, I suppose, because they're evil. <laughs> Dugpa. Um, Leo does not want Wyndham Earl to kill Shelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he shocks himself. I think he thinks it's shooting the electricity out. Yeah. And then poor Wyndham Earl, like, sees this and, like, really, like, hams it up for him. Yeah. Like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> I actually think Wyndham Earl's been, like, great in this episode because... Well, because how long has it been since we've seen Wyndham Earl? It's been... Uh, like, not how long has it been, but... For how many episodes have we been seeing him? Like, at least four, right? Yeah, something like that. You know, and remember at first I was like, I didn't even want to see him. And at first he was a little too weird for me, but I see that he's like that weird, he's always like, what, five or six steps ahead. So you can have almost like a Jack Sparrow kind of guy. You know, like, you know, Jack Sparrow, like, does he plan it or is he making it up along? Yeah, is he, is, is he, uh... Is he an idiot or yeah. is he actually like the most clever person? Yeah. The like if I bumped into Wyndham Earl, you know, and he's like meowing and stuff like that, I'd be like, what's this guy on about? But he's probably like, is it an act? I don't know. I would never want to run into Wyndham Earl at the library. Never? No. You're a big never. Twin Peaks fan though. I know. You wouldn't like be like, oh my God. I'd be like, oh my God. He's, Can you he's imagine evil, evil, evil. The security <laughs> incident report we have to fill if we found like a pawn filled with a dead body. In front of the library, we were like, "Oh my goodness!" It's, a, today's a story time day too. Put a sheet a, over it. Put a sheet a over man it. Man raving about Dugpas in the parking lot. He's <laughs> <laughs> wearing an apron. He's been doing yeah, some arts and crafts. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Uh, Dugpa. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Uh, and then Wyndham Earl chains up Leo. Yeah. Uh, Audrey, in a really mean way, not a nice way either. Well. Yeah, you're right. I guess there are many ways to chain There's somebody There's consensual up. chaining. Yes. This is non-consensual chaining. <laughs> this is non-consensual. Um, yep. Audrey, uh, she's she's back. She comes back into the hotel. She smiles at Pete, which mm-hmm. is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, she really, she just missed Jack. Like, she just missed He was right son. there. He was there, and then... His business partner died <laughs> from Brazil. He had to leave a letter. I gotta go. Um, Ben wants Audrey to win the Miss Twin Peaks pageant 
so that she can spread their environmental message. Um, And, um, but Audrey really wants to go uh, and find Jack Wheeler. That's what's really important to her. So she drafts Pete. Pete's just there. Pete is like talking to a painter. I was going to ask what he's doing. Yeah. Pete is very nicely dressed in this episode, by the way. Oh, you think so? Yeah, he's wearing like a vest and maybe a tie or something and a jacket. Like, all I know is like, I don't know. Pete always looks great. <laughs> Pete just always looks great. He, it's just like I don't. Know, he just looks great. You know, yeah. he looks great. And I don't, but I don't know why he's he's like talking to the painting. I feel like he's talking to Josie like through the painting. <laughs> That's another security incident report. <laughs> like we're like, there's a man talking to our paintings out here. He's drinking milk. I don't know. <laughs> the, um, well, and then your supervisor was he drinking near the computers? Okay, then it, it's okay then. It's Is there okay. a lid on the milk? <laughs> Does he, is Pete on to the fact Josie's trapped into something? Mm, Go ahead and highlight that for me, please, and I'll I'll explore that further. All right. And then there's this scene of, like, Ben, and he, like, suddenly turns towards, like, the camera, sort of, and he's Oh, that's scared. right. Like, something came in there. Yeah. This episode was so good <laughs> because, like, things would happen. I'd be like, oh, no. And then I'd be like, I'm distracted. Yeah. Something else happened. I got, uh, go ahead and highlight it. Okay. I forgot that it even happened, yeah. but I still have a guess still. Um, Coop and Harry are waiting for Briggs to come back from his walk because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're going to go over the symbols. Yeah. And um, Coop gets distracted because he is talking about Annie. Looking out that window. And then he kind of loses control of his hands. Is there like a music? It's like, <laughs> the music. Yeah, the music. <laughs> Very ominous. And then he was like, huh. Can you imagine, like, you're at work and your hands are just... And then you're like, well... Okay, that happened. I guess I'll get back to work. I guess I'll get back to work. The, um, we'll just... That highlight can be combined with the other highlight. Okay, about hands. It's all hands. Uh, All hands. All hands on deck. We're gonna have an all hands meeting about these hands. Uh, Briggs is... Show of hands. Show of hands. How many... How many hands are we going to have at the hands meeting? I got handed you guys. Okay, this is stupid. I can continue. So many hands. Briggs is commuting with a tree. I thought you would like that scene. I was thinking about that and I was like, thank you. I, um, I was at work the other day and I was, I was working and a coworker came up to me and goes, Eric, I saw you looking at, I saw you looking at that tree out there. Um, what are you up to? And I, I thought I was just. I was just looking at the tree. I got nothing. I got nothing special to do. But that's when you know, like, you're like that weird tree guy. <laughs> you're the you weird know? tree guy. He's walking. He's like, mm. and he puts his hand on it. Yeah. And he's, like, and he's almost like, <laughs> you know. And then, this is so creepy to me. When the girl like yeah, sneaks like up it. on it with a horse costume. Of course, Wyndham Earl is a master of disguise. So for all we know, Wyndham Earl or uh, Major Briggs thought this was an actual horse. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, he was like, "My God, it's a horse. It's beautiful." Oh, this scene just creeps me out. And then Wyndham Earl shoots him with a dart. Wait, Wyndham Earl's singing too. So Major Briggs probably thought it was a singing horse. He was like, "Oh my God." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he he gets him. I like this because it's one of those you don't know you don't know what Wyndham Earl's gonna do at all, and it looks random. But maybe there's a kooky plan. Yeah. And the plan was he knew if he walked up to Major Briggs, Major Briggs would be like, "Whoa, I know you." And if he snuck up on him, maybe he can't sneak up on him, right? Because Major Briggs knows everything, and he knows the only way to get him is to dress like a horse. <laughs> 
and shoot him. Uh, he also has like a great burn on Leo because he's he goes, like, yeah, because Leo's say, playing. This is the, the job for you or something. Yeah, Leo's playing the butt of the horse, and he's like, he's like, oh, you finally found your purpose in life, young Leo, or something like that. Um, then we get a quick shot of Jack getting on a plane. Um, and then Coop goes to see Annie, mm-hmm. and he tells her that she's distracting him, uh, and she's she says she's also thinking about him all day. Um, and then they kind of play, like, who said that quote? They're, yeah. like, quoting stuff to each other, and they're like, ah, yes, this person, that but person. while this is happening, the camera's, like, panning back. Yeah. In a really kind of creepy way that made you... Th- at least made me think, gave the impression someone's watching them, yeah. or at least the camera was making it creepy by going further. No, further. it is creepy for yeah. real. And then yeah. there's they kiss, but this like very foreboding music is playing yeah, in the background. Yeah. And then there's like these dishes breaking. And then like was it gravy or yeah. syrup is dripping? So. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> um, Audrey and Jack love each other. Um, she, she like runs out in front of the plane. She runs out in front of the plane, like stops him from taking off. Pete's like, <laughs> <laughs> milk splashing all over. He's got a milk in the cup holder. It's splashing all over her dress. <laughs> and then uh, she tells Jack that she wants him to mm-hmm. take her virginity. She goes, I'm a virgin. <laughs> and they're gonna do something about it right now in and the he, plane. She goes, it is your plane. Yeah. And then Pete loses control of his hands. Yeah. I'll um, add it to the all hands meeting. Probably. Yeah, add it to the all hands meeting. And then later in the plane, we didn't see this, Billy, <laughs> Billy Zane lost control of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, this Audrey confessing her love and saying, like, seemingly out of the blue, by the way, I'm a virgin. Amanda, this is another shaking her head moment yeah. at the show. It was like, what is, okay. What's you know? going on? Yeah, uh, what is going on? Uh, you know, sometimes you just fall in love really fast. Oh, is that how it happened for you and Amanda? Did let's you fall, it. or was it like a nice gradual love affair? Let's think. We started dating, and then I think we had dated for th- four days until Amanda told me she loved me. Oh, so it was quick. And then, and then, you know how in movies and stuff they kind of make it sound like it's a really bad thing if you don't feel it yet. Sometimes, uh-huh. like they're like, I don't, and I wasn't there yet. And I told her, you know, think, you know what I mean? No one's ever told me that before, but I don't know if I'm there yet. And then the next day, like around noon, I was there. So it's like. <laughs> It's funny how that works. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I stopped in front of her plane. I said, Amanda, I'm a virgin. And I said, and then she was like, oh, right now? And I was like, yeah, that is your plane, isn't it? And she said, Tale as old as she said, thank, what, what did you say? Like, thank God for that or something like that. And she took me on the plane. And, and that's the end of that story right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Wyndham Earl is playing target practice with Major Briggs, oh. and he's questioning him mm. about the owl cave, and uh, Major Briggs says he is not at liberty to divulge that mm-hmm. information, and so Wyndham Earl gives him a, looks like a truth serum. Yeah. L- Leo looks disturbed this whole time. Like, yeah. Leo knows something bad's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, after the truth serum... Uh, Major Briggs reveals that he first saw that petroglyph in his dreams mm-hmm. uh, when he was taken. Um, he also reveals his deepest fear. Remember? He does. Remember? Yeah. What is it that love is that the truth? The possibility yeah, that love, love is, is not, not enough. enough. Oh, this man, <laughs> this wonderful man. Um, 
And then um, there is a time if Jupiter and Saturn meet. Um, I'm guessing that they can enter the lodge. Jupiter and Saturn. Um, Catherine is talking to Andrew about that box. And then Andrew gets the box open and there's another box inside. Every time there's a scene with Catherine, in my head I go, oh, she exists. I always forget because that's like that weird like off to the side. I do like the idea of there being like, because there's three boxes deep now, right? Yeah. there's the box and then this one, they got that one. Well, there's a box. And then there was the other box, and there's another box, and now there's yeah, like the a moon box metal, box. a metal yeah. thing inside of the box. So yeah. that could be a box in itself. So many boxes. So yeah. many boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Annie and Coop are dancing. Yes. And they kiss. And Annie does this like whole monologue. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said Andy. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going. I don't remember that. I know that you ship uh, Andy and Coop. (laughs) (laughs) But this is Annie. Oh, man. Annie speaks this, like, whole monologue, like, off to the side. Yeah. I thought that was really, like, a really strange choice on Heather Graham's part. Or maybe she was directed to do that. It was a strange choice. Um, Anyways, Dwayne Milford is trying to make a speech... Um, but, uh, um, Coop sees a vision yeah, of yeah. the giant. And, and the he's giant waving saying, his hands. No. Or he's saying, obes. <laughs> oh, uh, lobes. He, um, he's waving he's, his he's hands. He's talking about earlobes. He's talking about, well, because he's waving it when Heather Graham, Annie's like, maybe I should get she in the says, contest. She says, I'm going to enter the contest. We yeah. know as viewers that whoever wins... Winnie Merle's gonna get. Right. It was making me real Tess. This is making me real nervous. Real nervous. This is making me real nervous. Um, Pete is waiting for Audrey. He's waiting out by his car. A solid guy. Yeah. He's like he's like, well these two kids obviously have to you know it just made me take think, care of some business. Because he's I'll waiting just, there. I'll just wait here. This is like before smartphones, right? Yeah. So he's he's just like, I'll just wait for what do you think? An hour? Ooh, that's generous. Well, no, no, I don't... (laughs) I I know. Uh, Billy Zane, if you're listening, tell us. No, but I mean, not an hour of straight lovemaking, but, you know, it could be like an hour, uh, sometime before, sometime during, and then then cuddling, cuddling, you know, and probably, you know, clean up stuff, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I was like, just a roundabout, and that's a while, but he's a a solid guy. Yeah, maybe he had like a word search out in his truck or something, you know, like a book of puzzles or something, I don't know. Uh, Jack is flying to uh, Brazil, and um, Pete is comforting Andre. Um, He's gonna take her fishing. Yeah. I mean, that'll make you feel better. Sure. Um, so we turn out, it turns out that that petroglyph is a map to mm-hmm. the Black Lodge, which I believe was your prediction. Did I say that? I think so. Thank you. Yeah, give yourself a high five. There Very it is. Nice. The um, It looks like a map now that they say it, right? It kind of looks like a map. Uh, real quick about Pete. Have we had a lot of scenes with Pete and Audrey before this? No. You know, and at first I was like, do they even know each other? But I guess such a small town. It you, is a small you town. You kind of assume yeah. almost everyone knows each other. Yeah, and um, he would probably be in and around those parts pretty frequently. Yeah. Like, they're sort of neighbors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, And then there's this creepy, like, push through Twin Peaks slow motion trees and then we see this like ring 
of like oil. Yeah. And then we see Bob. Yeah. And then we see red curtains. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Does he say something like I'm back or something maybe? Does he say something? Maybe. Does he go I'm back? <laughs> that's a terrible Bob. <laughs> Another great, another great impression. Nah, I think he does. Maybe I just saw him and I thought to myself, he's back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I highlight that too. You got it. So, something went on. So, something There's a lot right of mysteries there. in this episode, right? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Let's, we... let's, uh, let's get down to those so many mysteries. Mystery Whenever dancing. that's playing, I picture you and I have flashlights and we're like walking through the yeah, dark. Yeah, we've got like we're, a big magnifying we're glass. Like, yeah, we got, <laughs> and we're looking for this mystery. So, here, wait, get that magnifying glass out. <laughs> we're looking for those mysteries. Cut it off. Okay. I never realized that song had lyrics until now. <laughs> Again for the miss. Right, we'll work it. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe d- when we hit the return, we'll have lyrics for all <laughs> these. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Um, Andy crying. You said that you had something to say about that. I wonder. Did Andy know? Rusty. Thank you. Did, oh, yeah. I, don't I mean, think he was he probably did. just crying because he was overwhelmed. Yeah, he I mean, cried when when Laura died too, like he, when he found them. But he body. knew Laura though, didn't he? Yeah, he everyone did. knew That's Laura. That's true. Everyone did know Laura. Just a question. Maybe he knew. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Uh, do you have any theories about Jack's Brazilian partner being murdered? <sighs> it's so weird, right? I want to tell you. So, so this is one thing. I, I, I hope this isn't true. That Jack Justice Wheeler. Did <laughs> yeah. I get that? It's John Justice Wheeler. John, or, or Jack Wheeler. John, John, John Justice, Justice Jack Wheeler. John, <laughs> John, John Jacob Jingleheimer. <laughs> Wheeler. John Jacob Wheelerheimer Smith. I'm with you. <laughs> I, I hope this isn't true, but he's a guy who can't sit still, right? Okay. He's got to go around, and he's got feelings for Audrey. Audrey's got feelings for him, but he just cannot sit. And he was like, oh no. A partner died. I gotta go, and he's using that as uh, like he's making it up kind of situation. Uh, I hope I, that's not true. I felt like he was so like torn up about the fact that like Audrey wasn't there, and he wanted mm. to say goodbye to her, and he wrote a letter. It's called acting. Maybe he's doing <laughs> shenanigans. I don't know. Um, or if it is true, then because we don't even know what his dealings in Brazil is, right? Right. Yeah, we, we don't. No we don't know what's going on. Uh, just crazy theory. Uh, we've got a... Is it dark or black lodge? Black. Black lodge. Black. We've got a black lodge here. The white lodge is in Brazil. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe. They, they could both be here. Okay. Wait. Is Brazil... Like, if you drew a, If you dug a tunnel directly through Twin Peaks to the outside of the earth, do you hit Brazil? I don't know. I know Chris Lajens is going to email us he'll, in about he'll this. Know. He'll let me know. Uh, just a crazy theory. Brazil happens to be the exact opposite. And that's where the White Lodge is. And the Black Lodge is on our side where Twin Peaks is. That's Well, Black Lodge is with Twin Peaks. White Lodge is in Brazil. Oh. And the return uh-huh. takes place entirely in Brazil. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's an entirely Spanish-language show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. But we probably go to Brazil at least once okay. in, the, in, in the return. Okay. 
Um, None of my theories have to be correct. You know what? <laughs> you you pointed out uh, that we heard from Chris Lazenge. We didn't hear from best friend Chris, though. Yeah. We haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. Hey, best friend Chris. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, and if you, not that you have to email us, and I'm sure you've got a busy life, but we just think about you, pal. Every once in a while, he and I will chat about like metal bands that we like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's just send some kind thoughts to best friend Chris. I hope best friend Chris is I doing okay. I hope he's listening to some cool like black metal and like drinking some black coffee. And if you're too busy to send emails, we hope you're too busy doing something awesome. Yeah. And he's something. petting a black dog. Him, Well, him and, him and his wife are passionate about animal rescue. Oh. Yes. I know all about as if, best friends. As if this guy can, if this guy, he is our best friend. If he could get any cooler. Okay, let's send him some, some of our uh, loving thoughts right now. There you go. Um, did you have something to say about how there is no father listed on Donna Hayward's birth certificate? I, I think I said this in a previous episode, but I think Ben may be Donna's actual father. Okay. I think that somehow um, Doc Hayward thought he couldn't have kids, or he could have... So either two things. One, he thought he couldn't have kids, and he was like, hey, Ben, can you do oh, me a solid... Like a surrogacy and... thing? Knock up my wife? Get up and mop my wife. <laughs> 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 or or um, or Ben and... and What's her name? Eileen. Eileen had a, an affair kind of okay. situation. And they kept it a secret from Donna just because small town, you know, shenanigans. Maybe Ben paid them to keep it a secret because he's kind of like an up-and-coming kind uh-huh. of business guy. That's what I think. I don't know if I like that, but that's what I kind of think is what's going on. Or also, you know, we're seeing this very, like, you know, good side of Ben now, but up until this point, yeah. he's been quite villainous. So yeah. Maybe I mean, they were uh, shielding Donna from the fact that she had a villainous father. That's what I'm thinking, yeah, you know? Um. Did you have anything to say about the attic? Yeah, I think there's things, and just a small thing, we will see this attic one more time before we're done, all of this. Yeah. What do you want to tell me about Dugpas? Dugpas. Okay. Dugpas are the evil wizards, right? Yeah. There's evil wizards. (laughs) I don't don't know if he used the word wizard. No. Oh, they're evil practitioners. Yeah. Yeah, you probably didn't use wizards, but they do magical things Mm -hmm. that are evil. Yes. The giant is whatever the good version of a Dugpa is. Okay. Ooh. Oh, I think I got Uh-oh. it. Okay. The the giant is a good version of the Dugpa and lives in the White Lodge, right? Okay. And the evil Dugpas are probably, like, maybe what Bob is, maybe. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is going on with everybody's hands? That is... That's the mystery, right? Because <laughs> at first I thought is that Wyndham Merle, our main baddie this season... Is doing something. Mm. If I was to follow the train of thought, but he hasn't even gotten to the Black Lodge yet, right? right? I would think that maybe he got in the Black Lodge and he's activating something and making people's hands do stuff. But now I don't think that's true. So then my next thought was maybe it's Bob, right? But Bob, well, he showed up and sent Josie into the drawer pool. Uh-huh. But it feels like he's been gone until like this exact moment. So like what when he died in Leland Palmer's body... Maybe it takes him a while to come back to, like, our world. And to do that, maybe he has to travel through, like, the dark, the Black Lodge or something. And I don't know how he got Josie into the, um... I don't know how he got Josie into the drawer pull. Unless, unless, like, in... Because that was in the... Was that in the Great Northern? 
Yes. Yeah. Unless the Great Northern happens to be near like a weak spot where like spirits can uh-huh. get through, you know? I don't know. So I don't think it's Bob either. Okay. So I think, I think they were telling us the answer all along. I think it's the pie. I think something, <laughs> no, I think it's the pie. Because we see the woman, she's eating the pie, her she hands is. all twitching. Who's the next person we see? Coop. Coop. His hands Coop. all twitching. Coop loves to eat pie. Coop's eating 30 freaking so pies a day. Pie. Uh um uh, then Pete. Pete, we know Pete. He probably like... had a pie in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like he was like, "Okay, Audrey, hold this pie for me, please." He was like, "Hand me that milk." Um I think it might be something to do with the pie. I think something's in the pie. Oh no. I think it's Annie that put something in the pie. <gasps> I know, and I love Annie so much. But we don't know her full story no, yet. No, we don't. Oh, I don't like that theory one bit. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, actually, it's either Annie putting something in the pie, or the person causing ooh, or the person causing the hand thing, is a third villain that we have yet been introduced to. Okay. I like that one the most because we've got Bob basically, uh-huh. Wyndham Earl, yeah, and then we've got like street level villains, right? Like Leo right. and Bobby and, and Bobby and and um, Ben Hank Hank and all the Renaults, the whole Renault, <laughs> the whole Renault clan. Those are street level villains, and their main big ones are Bob and Wyndham Earl. I would like to think the hand thing is a main villain that we won't even see till we get to the return. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, did you? What do you think about Lana, the Widow Milford? Is she still a witch? Do you remember when she was enchanting yes, people? I'm I trying do to remember that. Why is she worried? Because couldn't she just magically enchant the judges? Right. Yeah, I don't also, know. Also, why is it so important for her to win, right? I don't know. I'm just saying, if she's a witch, then she should be able to win. Maybe she lost her witch powers somehow. Maybe. Um... Maybe we should all be taking a nap. All joking aside. I'm tired. No, that's okay. I mean, I'm tired too. Just real quick, listeners, if you happen to be tired... Go ahead and take a nap. Take care of yourself, please. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll yeah. be here when you wake up. Should we yeah. stop recording and take a nap right now, actually? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Um, did, do you know what Ben is scared of? Ben. Yeah. Oh, he... the thing came in? I think it's Doc Hayward came in. Oh. I think Doc Hayward knows a secret, right? Yeah. And I think he... was he, already there. He was. He, okay. he left. Yeah. Doc Hayward left. And then he came back in. With like a knife or something. Oh. Yeah, he came in. I think because Doc Hayward's pretty mild-mannered, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm just hanging out. and I'm going to give you a 20-minute uh, monologue about little Nikki. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I know all the... I know everyone, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think he... Did he deliver Ben, too? Or is Ben too old? <laughs> Probably not. not. Because he seems to have delivered everyone, right? Yes. Um, anyway, I think Doc Hayward came in and was, and was basically charging at Ben and being oh. like, I can't let you get the secret out. Whoa. Yeah. Yikes. I know. I don't like it either. Did you, um, what do you think about Pete talking to that painting and think about Josie and the painting? Somehow he might know. Cause that, I didn't even put that connection. Like somehow he might, cause I think one of my theories has been that some people have like kind of like special powers that they can see beyond the board. Right. Uh-huh. right. Think, I think we've talked about before. Coop is probably one yeah, of them. Major, major Briggs. Briggs. The Log Lady. I think those are yes. my three major ones. And maybe pop, Pete. Maybe Pete. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that final scene with the the ring of trees and the... the... Something happened and Bob is out again, right? I, I, I would have thought... The Jupiter and Saturn align or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever that was. Whatever that happened. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. 
I would have thought originally that like Wyndham Earl activated something which released Bob, like somehow Bob was trapped. But Wyndham Earl hasn't even gotten to the Black Lodge yet. He hasn't even gotten there. He's still figuring it out how to get there. Yeah, unless the only thing that I see that has changed, other than Audrey losing her virginity, (laughs) and that's not that important right now, is that John Jack Justice Wheeler? How close am I? Yeah? (laughs) How many names does this guy have? That his partner dying triggered it somehow. I don't know. I know that's crazy to even think. Like, those probably aren't even related. But... Like, that's the only significant thing I see that happened yeah. in this episode. Unless Bob has been trapped and it's just not a thing released him, but just time. Like, he was gone for a little bit. And then he was back just a tiny bit, just enough to let Josie get stuck in a drawer pool. And then he was gone and now he's back for real. So maybe it's nothing you, that they did, you know? Because you would think if if it was something someone did, it would be when Wyndham Earl turned that thing and made the thing happen in the Owl Cave, right? Uh-huh. It was called Owl Frickin' Cave. He yeah. turns into frickin' owls, right? Yeah. But then why would that happen now? Like, it's just so weird. Like, wouldn't it have happened then? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, Eric. Yes. What is your... Did, well, did you have any other mysteries that you want to talk about? Or is that all the mysteries? That was a lot of mysteries. Here, wait. <laughs> There's a, a lot of mysteries. There's a lot going down. Um, I got I got no more mysteries to talk about. All right. Then let's talk about your quotable quotation for this episode. Quotes, quotes, we've got quotes, quotes, we've got quotes, quotes, we've got. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. Okay. Yes, okay. I love you it. Know, we got quotes. Do you know what I picture when I hear that? Music? What do you picture? You and I are like typing on typewriters. Don't. Bum, oh, like bum, we're bum, typing bum, quotes? Bum. Yeah, we're typing up the quotes. <laughs> like we're at the quote factory? Yeah. We need more quotes. We ran out of quotes. <laughs> Quote up, what is it? Winky quotes. Winky quotes needs more quotes. And we're like, but boss, they just aren't, they just aren't making enough quotes. Then make them up. Make up the quotes. Okay. Eric, what was your quotable quotation for this episode? Audrey, there are many cures for a broken heart, but nothing quite like a trout's leap in the moonlight. Oh, that's such a good one. I know, right? And like Peach, just, he's a sweetheart. Him. I love that. I actually picked that as my quote. Uh, my backup okay. was, um, what do you fear most in the world? The possibility that love is not enough. Yeah. That's one quote that like really sticks with That me. was one of my, like, one that I considered. But, I don't know, Pete's just like a sweetheart, He's right? He's so charming. Uh, should we announce our MVP <laughs> of the episode? <laughs> That's why you don't like Kanye West because you guys are competition for each other. <laughs> hey, don't Kanye might get back. He I know. I get... forgot that you had you had settled your beef. The, with Kanye. I think I think it was the was it the very first episode of Same Team, y'all, that I settled my beef with Kanye I think West. It might have been yeah. Kanye West. You're ready to forgive. If you're listening, I forgive you. Let's send some kind loving. <laughs> Thank you. This is so Kanye. great. I mean, you know what. 
I feel like he's actually like legit like struggling with his life right now. So let's send him some kind love. I'm gonna send it to him. Okay. There it is. I hope he felt that. I hope so too. I also sent some loving thoughts to Kanye West's dad. Yeah. Who taught my sociology class at oh. College of Southern Maryland? I told oh, you this story, and that's right? Like part of the reason why you don't. <laughs> well, there's a hey. That's how the beef started. There, that's where the well. Now I don't eat meat, so now right. <laughs> you got no beef at all with I, anybody. I eat zero. I have zero you got beef. Tofu. What would I do with beef? I'm not gonna eat it. Tofu yeah. with Kanye. To okay. Um, who's your MVP? I picked Pete. Pete as your MVP. <laughs> yeah, I just thought he was looking great in this episode. He was. And he also is just, like, a really nice guy. He's offered this young lady a ride, and he sits and waits for her while she, you know, does her thing. She did her thing. And then he's going to take her fishing because he knows that she's sad. Did they go fishing right then? I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think, like, they left immediately and went night fishing. That's what I like to think. <laughs> and, you know, Pete... Um, but she's a science exam in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Pete always wanted to take... Um, Josie yeah. fishing, and he—I don't know if he ever really got to. You mean that's what he was thinking? Was the painting of fish? Maybe he was talking like, "Oh, one day we'll go fishing," you know? Mm. Yeah, I think Pete is still grieving for Josie. Well, I think they had a special relationship. How much time has it been, like in show? Not much time. A week and a half, yeah. maybe. It's perfectly natural for him to be grieving, and I think maybe he sees J- Audrey, like another beautiful young woman. Um, maybe she's in need of his mentorship and maybe he would, he would like to nurture her. Yeah. Yeah. This but w- in like a, like a, a wholesome way. Like oh. Like Pete is in no way a predator at all. Like we love Pete. Or is he? Uh-oh. Highlight it. No, oh, no. no, I don't like that world that we live in. Maybe that's the, the thing that's happening in Fire Walk With Me. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Some quick predictions about Firewalk with me. Okay. Because we've Lay had on me. we've had at least two people tell us now. Yes. Through emails and other ways that you I need should to raise myself. Prepare yourself. So my question is. Yeah. What's going to happen in this movie? Yeah. Right. What's your prediction? Either a, a lot of our main characters die, and that's a powerful thing, or b, look at your po- like look at your po- look at your poker face. You're just like you're preparing yourself. Or something really heartbreaking happens. I'm going to say, because I'm real nervous about Annie right now. I'm nervous about her getting the... Her life is in danger if she wins the beauty pageant. Prediction, she won't win. Someone else will die. Hopefully not. But she will die in Fire Walk With Me. And it'll be heartbreaking because we know Dale's first love died. And now his second love has died. And then he's going to grow his hair all long and walk away and then come back in the return. That's going to be real sad. My MVP of this episode, though, was also Pete. <laughs> Yay, Yeah, Pete. this episode was... Everyone had a lot of... It was kind of like everyone shared the light, right? But I thought that Pete's, like, stood out the most. He, he shone the brightest. <laughs> everyone shared the light, but Pete <laughs> was the light. You know? Let's ask Pete how many fish he in a percolator we would give this episode. Go ahead, do your impression. You would never guessed. There was a fish in the percolator. <laughs> I gave this episode three out of five fish. Three fish. Three fish. Three solid trout. They were just leaping me- me- in the moonlight. Were they meeting fish? Would they leap <laughs> right out of the moonlight into the percolator? Yeah. Uh, I gave this episode four 
point seven five oh. fish. Oh. The only reason I didn't give it a five, and maybe this is like, I shouldn't worry about this, but guys, it keeps me up at night. Is <laughs> I I would give almost a lot of these episodes five. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. And you're a lover. I'm a lover. Yeah. I just, I'm a lover of you're all things. You're a lover. Things. You're not a hater. I'm a lover of all things. In fact, um, when Alex was like, I'm glad you guys didn't get negative during the doldrums, I would say. What doldrums? Thank you. What doldrums? <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Um, I thought this was a phenomenal episode. I thought there were multiple scenes where you got that kind of like funny but kind of scary kind yeah, of going cozy, on. creepy. Yeah. Like the, the scene at the beginning with the pawn and a scene later with... Um, uh, Coop and Annie talking and the music gets real creepy and, and people are like hey here's a cute thing oh my hands are freaking out <laughs> uh, these are these are things that uh, was going on um, and you were into it that's how many fish in a percolator I get this episode that's a lot of fish in a percolator mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very nice well thank you listeners for joining us for another yeah. episode of Same Peaks y'all as we often say you can literally do anything with your time it's your time you choose to spend it however you wish and you chose to spend some time listening to us rant rattle on and on about twin peaks also it's like really touching that that some of you have chosen to send us emails because once again that takes even more time there's a lot of podcasts that i really love that i've never sent an email to so we very much appreciate it alex Uh, did mention that they were they were uh procrastinating (laughs) doing something else by writing us an email but you know what still that was time that they spent to to send us an email and we appreciate in my head alex was procrastinating sending an email to another podcast by sending (laughs) an email to this podcast uh if you would like to send us an email we probably mentioned it already but what is that email it's same peaks y'all at gmail.com remember every email you send us per episode is a chance to win the secret diaries oh are you gonna cue up that game show music oh oh. Oh, no no that's okay Okay, if you want to <laughs> win those diaries, the um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter handle is same team y'all. Mm-hmm, that's same right. team y'all. We post a lot of motivational memes mm-hmm. and cute, funny photos. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and would like to listen to another podcast by us that doesn't necessarily involve Twin Peaks, you can listen to our other podcast called Same Team Y'all, where we discuss how we are all on the same team, all humans. Trees and animals. Yeah. And, and there's like, minerals. You know what? There's like 40-something of those podcasts. You could, you could just start with the most latest one. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I noticed there's there's quite a few of our listeners who are going back and listening yeah. to our backlog. Because obviously on this podcast, we're going in order oh, of that's... the television show. But I just want you to know that you're not missing anything if you just pick up on the latest episode of Same Team, y'all. Just go for yeah, it. Yeah, there's no major continuity to it. If you do start at the beginning, they're still fun, but we don't add segment music till episode something or other. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're much more hashtag professional. We're, like, incredibly professional. We're so <laughs> professional that we even have outro music. Oh, <laughs> Guys, man. this coffee is hot! So hot! The coffee is hot. <laughs> the coffee is hot.
so hard. <laughs> <laughs>